What's the deal with the ascension? I mean that. It's a good question. What's going on here? Why does Christ ascend to heaven? That question has been on my mind the last few days. And at a certain point, I started to struggle with it. I remembered uh, back to those closest friends of mine in high school, most of whom at this point no longer believe in God. They don't come to church on Sundays. I remembered one friend, a conversation we had, who, as he tried to work out for himself over the course of years, uh, an account, a reason for his unbelief, told me that there is simply too much suffering out there in the world. Too much heartbreak, too much pain, too much loss. There's real evil in the world. And he told me that if God is all good, if God is all loving, if God is all merciful, then the world would not look like this. So I don't believe in this God. Now there is a response to that old argument. It's been made for centuries. It's a good response. Maybe we can revisit that at some point down the road. But that whole conversation came to mind because I think for all of us, there are parts of our faith, things we believe that are real struggles for us. And for me, the ascension has always been one of those struggles. Why did Jesus have to leave? Why does he return to the Father? Why, after having wedded himself so intimately to human nature, to this life, why would he go? After having joined himself in such beautiful relationships to a mother and a father, to apostles, to friends, to disciples, why would he abandon this world? It didn't have to be that way. There is an answer, I think, that Jesus himself gives us. We heard it in our gospel a few days ago uh, during our weekday masses. In the 16th chapter of John's gospel, Christ tells his disciples, Look, if I do not go, if I do not return to my Father in heaven, I cannot give you the Holy Spirit. You can't have him. He'll stay with me. And what we think is that Christ, during all of those years in this life of ours, in this world, he needed the best that his father could give him to complete his saving work, to accomplish his mission. He needed the spirit as his advocate, as his guide, as a source of consolation. And so for those 33 years or so, Christ, the Son of God, and the Spirit of God are intimately united together in this mission to accomplish the world's salvation. And now, at this moment in time, Christ is able to give that Spirit, that same breath of God, to each and every one of us. To his church. That's why the Gospel of Mark, this account of Jesus' life, that's why it concludes with the commissioning of the apostles to go out 
and to sanctify the world. That's why the Acts of the Apostles, that account of these first men and women who built up the church, concludes with Christ's ascension. This is the definitive moment in time in which we receive the gift of the Spirit. We couldn't have that Spirit for ourselves if Christ was still with us. I like that answer to the question. I think it's a good one. Why did Christ ascend? So that we could have the Spirit for ourselves. I think I've reached the point in life where I don't want God to do anything for me. But I very much want God to do everything with me. I want to have a part to play in God's plan for the world. I want to have some skin in the game. And with the gift of the Spirit, that's possible for all of us, for each of us. There is another way to frame this whole conversation, of course. There's another way we can say these things. At this moment in Christ's life, his mission is complete. His work is finished. So that means for us, for you, and for me, our work has just begun. 